Welcome to the What's Your Drive podcast, where we talk all things Hirschbach and the trucking industry. Join us each week as we talk about news, safety, industry topics, tips and tricks, and more. And now your host, Bianca Sanchez. Hello, and welcome back to the What's Your Drive podcast. Today's episode is day one of the Driver Appreciation Week podcast, which is the new series that Brad is going to be debuting this week. So kick back, relax, take a listen, and enjoy. All right, I guess we're we're live here with our first, uh, do you call this a, a podcast or a video pod or what's it called? I think you can call it whatever you want. Whatever I want? Yeah. Right. Just make something up. Yeah. A vlog. About a vlog. I so, like that. All right. Vlog. Yeah. So um, we're, uh, we've got the Driver Appreciation Week going on, and we've also got our first uh, sort of podcast here that we're doing, and uh, we'll be doing this every, every day during Driver Appreciation Week, and uh, we did a podcast with Bianca here on, on Friday, and we also announced that going forward, we're going to keep this going every Friday. And uh, of course, the, the main purpose of this is really to communicate uh, to our, our our drivers out there that we want to start off by saying thank you for uh, everything that you do. Uh, it's very much appreciated. We've got uh, driver appreciation this week, and every time we have driver appreciation week, I always feel like you know this, this should be every week uh, driver appreciation week. But uh, uh, we want to thank all of you for all of your hard work and, and dedication out there. And we got a lot of things uh, planned uh, for this week. And, and before we do that, uh, I've got several other people uh, with us here today. And so I'll just sort of uh, introduce folks. And I'll start at my far left here. Uh, we've got uh, Dan Wallace, the president of the Over the Road. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brad. Thank you. Good to have you, Dano. And uh, we've got Chris Schmidt, uh, president of the Dedicated Group. What's up, everyone? Hey. And uh, this cool mic thing I can turn. And, and so <laughs> to my right uh, is Jelaine, my wife. Hello. The boss is boss. The Coming boss up is... on 29 years in October. Wow. So, yeah. Ups and downs. <laughs> Long road. <laughs> yeah. Well, Long road. Just like trucking, right? Yep. I mean, it's, uh, you got your ups you and downs. You take the good with the bad. Hopefully and try more. to remember the good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next. Yeah, next, next subject, please. Yeah, geez. Who invited you? <laughs> and then we've got uh, Jesse Burnett. So Jesse's our chief people officer. Hey, Jess. Hi. Hey, guys. I feel like we should all have nicknames. So you've got the boss's boss. Yeah. I can take lead on picking nicknames if you guys want. I don't think you should be in charge of that. No, that's not I, I have nicknames and I have pictures to go along with them. So <laughs> She's already got it queued up. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's got uh, job security. She's got like pictures on everyone so that's um, for sure and she can access that oh dear don't access them right now we're just checking quantities there's, <laughs> okay. there's 17,000 on my phone right now wow that's a lot of storage space there's one just I called think Hirschback you, I think you have your own cloud yeah she's got the terabyte oh I do she's got yeah. the terabyte package thanks to our wonderful IT had to show me how you know before we get into it um, you know we're sitting here at this uh, cool you know, this uh, production set or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what to call it. Actually, we designed this after uh, ESPN game day. So, you know, they got like four or five people huddled, huddled around. And, um, you know, the, the thought behind this is, you know, I was, uh, you know, again, this is a way of communicating and 
you know, last year I, I started uh, really communicating on a daily basis uh, with um, safety updates and so forth. And, you know, that kind of ran its course a little bit. And, um, and, and, and now this is feeling good. This is, uh, we're going to be bringing lots of people on to talk a lot to, about lots of different subjects. Uh, today is going to be kind of an introduction on what's going on with Driver Appreciation Week. We're going to talk in some detail about that. I know on Wednesday we've got uh, Nick Forte is going to be here. Uh, we also expect to have a pilot Freightliner truck that'll be uh, brought up here. And by pilot, it, it, they make one before they make many. And um, so we'll have that truck up here. And uh, we'll probably be doing uh, walking around that truck for people that aren't able to be here in Dubuque to be able to see the new Freightliner. And we've got uh, a ton of those coming in this week. Uh, we've got a lot of people that I know are, are looking forward to the, to the new Freightliners. They'll start coming in in October, and uh, basically uh, there'll be a flood of them coming in over the next uh, couple years. But uh, we've got a, a waiting list, I know. Um, Chris, you got a, a long list on, on your team and yeah. dedicated, right? Yes, we do. Dano, you got a few? That's for sure. So uh, one of the things we're, we're going to do is... Um, some of you on that list, we're going to sort of do some sort of raffle, if you will, on a daily basis and have some of you sort of buck the line, if you will, and, and get the first Freightliners that come in here in October. So that's one of the things we'll be doing here this week. Um, but uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jesse. Jesse really uh, and Bianca have really uh, and, and, and their team have, have put together a really a great driver appreciation week. I know it's really challenging. It's a little bit more challenging with COVID and so forth. Um, you know, we can't do everything that we had normally done in the past, but uh, I'm really excited. I think they've, they've done a great job, put together a good program. Jess, you want to? Yeah. Uh, actually, I can't take any credit for it. The team has been amazing, um, a collaboration of many different people, um, Sarah, HR team, wellness team, um, and Bianca, who's behind us sitting over here in the corner, uh, really put a lot of thought into this, trying to figure out, you know, during COVID, we're trying to find out how can we still celebrate the drivers? How can we still make sure that we're doing giveaways and prizes? Um, so in every location, we do have food trucks and food available um, every day, Monday through Friday. And uh, we wanted to get the communication out to the drivers as well. And so one of the things we did this year is we sent a text message to all of our drivers' active phones that we can find in the system, uh, along with an, all of the emails that we have. Um, on there, that form every day, you can go back to it, and it will show you what the new events are for that day. Uh, so for today, all of our lunch are sponsored by Computer Atlanta. Um, I think at our webpage is sponsored by Cordell. Um, but you can sign up every day either from that link to get one of the grand prizes. I think there's about 20 different prizes given away. And also you can go to Facebook and look at the prizes. Um, but if you have not received the link yet, just let me know. But you should either check your email or go to Facebook uh, or check your text messages. But the link is right on there. But all of the events, every location, we've got stuff going on here, of course. Um, Denton, Texas, Mammoth. We've actually got a recruiting trailer over in Sioux City as well for driver appreciation. We've got some stuff in Springfield, Massachusetts. And then the dedicated, uh, it's going to run for about two weeks long. Chris, if you want to maybe touch on that just a little bit, what that schedule looks like for the dedicated places. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we just started this, I think we did it last year, and we started it the year before. So this is kind of our second full year doing it. You know, we wanted to make sure... You know, we tried to squeeze it all in one week, and we just weren't quite getting out to enough people and, and thinking the drivers weren't well, good, good enough. So we spread out our, ours out over two weeks so that we can get more people out to more of our locations. Um, 
you know, we're going out to Grand Island, Hurlock, Millsboro, um, Ashley, Indiana, Greenfield, Indiana, Greencastle, PA. Uh, I saw, um, we're on our way up to Little Shoot, Wisconsin this morning, um, Beaverdam, Kentucky, and then uh, Howard City, Michigan. So that, that gets the majority of our fleets and uh, uh, every, all the dedicated drivers should have gotten a message uh, from their dispatcher kind of saying, you know, which one is the closest to them and how, how we can get to them and how they can get there and, and hear us say thanks. And they're having lunch at those locations yep. too. Great. Yeah, we got lunches. We'll have the giveaways. We'll have, uh, you know, we'll have the, the goodie bags, the T-shirts and everything. So, Yeah, and every we do have giddy, good, uh, bags for all the drivers along with the T-shirts, um, and those are in all the locations right now. So if you don't have yours yet, if you can swing by and pick one up, um, we've got them over here in uh, East Dubuque behind the HR team. Um, I think, Chris, your locations have them all as well. And then all of the, the other locations have both the bags and the T-shirts. Um, we are giving away, I know we're giving away today, uh, it's five die-cast trucks, the Hirschback trucks and trailers. Um, so there's five of those given away at least amongst other prizes. Are those the, the new ones with the cool graffiti on them? They are. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I wish I could win one myself. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the new uh, graffiti on the side of the trailer is also on the diecast trucks. And I also believe the diecast truck is a Freightliner now. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And we have a carrier unit, I think, on that trailer. So, Jelaine's got uh, one of the t-shirts. Here's the you example hold that up? of this one for this year. Um, it is, unfortunately, the year of COVID. So we are acknowledging um, with the heart um, all of the essential workers that we represent. And we are obviously um, very, very proud of the work that the, the drivers do to get all of the supplies over to everybody and, and help. I think there's been a, a new recognition this year of, of how much um, we depend on, on drivers getting um, supplies to, to the grocery stores. <laughs> when shelves are bare, then, then all of a sudden they see you guys. So thank you very much. Yeah, we wanted to mention the sponsors that are on the back of the T-shirts. Brad, if you want to mention Sure, those. I can read them here. We've got a couple of great sponsors that are really important vendors and partners in our business. Uh, Truck Country and, and Freightliner, uh, those are the folks that we work with uh, to buy our, our trucks, our Freightliners. And then uh, Mid-States Utility and Carrier uh, over in uh, Sioux City is where they're based. Uh, they're the ones that we buy our utility trailers and, <clears throat> and carrier units from. And so... Obviously, in trucking, uh, the equipment's pretty darn important uh, that it's, uh, it's reliable, it's safe, it's comfortable, and uh, those are a couple of great vendors uh, that we really enjoy working with. What else is in the, that goodie bag, Jess? Oh, there's actually some fun stuff if you want to grab one for us. So one of my favorite things, this may not be the best thing, but it's super fun. <laughs> so if you're driving on the road and you have, you know, you're eating your food, your healthy food, but you need a dip holder, <laughs> this goes into your air vent and it's like a, a dip holder. That's great. For sriracha or, you know, yeah. barbecue. Oh, I, I thought you were talking like uh, Copenhagen or something No, like no, that. no, not that kind of dip. <laughs> okay. Chicken nugget dip, dipping sauce, dipping sauce. That's that Copenhagen stuff. I tell you what, I, I tried it twice in my life, and I think I puked both times. So. I'm one for one in the puke. I wouldn't try oh. after the first time. Why, why go for time I, number you know, two? I don't know. You know, it's like Jelaine with coffee. Um, 
Okay, I do not. I do not do Copenhagen. Let's make sure. Copenhagen, coffee. She can't handle coffee. I, I don't do well. I actually get really kind of sick. But she, yeah. I really like it, though. No she mushrooms, up, no coffee. She gets dizzy. And it's, can't it's handle it. No, but this thing's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is for, uh, yeah, a little ketchup or sriracha. What Dipping sauce. Not tobacco. For those carrots. Although I would think you want to make sure you're stopped when you're yeah. not eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't want to necessarily eat. Just convenience. Just okay. convenience. All right. What else you got here? So there are. You got some more hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Yeah, I can't have enough hand sanitizer. Okay. So a list of all of our sponsors and a thank you card okay. from us. All right. And then we had some of our people through the office. Um, they hand wrote thank you nice. cards for our drivers. And so they are in these bags as well. It could be anybody from the office. This one actually is from Nick Forte. So oh, that's really nice. Yeah. I didn't realize oh. we, Very cool. I didn't realize we did that. That's super cool. And so let me, uh, uh, why don't we I'll just take a, an opportunity to, to maybe read the thank you card. Um, during National Driver Appreciation Week, we wanted to take a moment to show our gratitude for the incredible job you do every day. Without your hard work and dedication, our way of life and that of millions of others in this country would grind to a halt. I like to say there'd be a lot of uh, hungry and naked people running around. <laughs> I just added that. That wasn't in there. That's but, not on the card. No, I was like, I don't card. think that was on there, but hey. <laughs> um, this year has provided a great reminder of how vital you are to this country. You keep America moving. So thank you, truck drivers. Thank you for your commitment, your professionalism, for your sacrifices you make. But most important of all, thank you for being you. So thank you very much, everyone. Appreciate it. We've got some drivers. You. you know, we've got uh, some of our drivers here today. Um, and... Um, Again, this is going to go on uh, every day here during Driver Appreciation Week at 11 o'clock. So feel free to join us uh, for lunch and, and listen to the podcast. And if you got some questions or things you want us to talk about, we'll, we'll take those from you as well. Um, and then Nick Forte, I don't know if I could read his writing or not, but... Uh, I could read like every other word. Here, Jess, you're probably better at reading uh, Nick's hieroglyphic writing there for me. Hmm. <laughs> As a third generation trucking family, we, huh, the trials and sacrifices you make, 2020 has been even more challenging with all of the crazy. Thank you for all of the dedication and hard work. You are America's finest. Thank you for being part of the family. Nick Forte. It's really nice. So again, uh, handwritten notes in each of the goodie bags from different people at Hirschbach. Um, kind of interesting, you know, Nick, uh, Nick's down in Denton today, he and BK, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm sure uh, we'll have Nick on on Wednesday, uh, third generation trucking family Nick came from. So, um, you know, maybe uh, let's take an opportunity to, you know, I, I know Bianca sort of uh, interviewed me a bit on, on Friday to talk a little bit about myself. I thought maybe this might be a good opportunity uh, for you to, you know, learn a little bit more about some of the other leaders in the organization and some of their backgrounds and and so forth. And so um, putting people on the spot here a little yeah. bit, they didn't know that was coming. So um, neither did I. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Dano, um, Dano, why don't you uh, tell, tell Hirschbach uh, a little bit about yourself? All right. Thanks, Brad. Uh, before I do that, just a big shout out to all our drivers. Uh, unbelievable 
unbelievable commitment to Hirschbach this year. Uh, in the light of COVID, what we've been able to do is uh, very impressive. So thank you, uh, sincere thank you. So, um, well, I have quite a quite a quite a history in the business. Uh, yeah, how long do we got a time limit? Yeah, I think he's been driving longer than Chris has been, or working right. for trucking longer than Chris has been alive. I think yeah. he has. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, uh, I've I had my first uh, dispatching job in, uh, I think it was March tenth, nineteen eighty four, Fort Worth, Texas. It's the first load of load of meat I dispatched. So now you grew up on a farm, didn't you? Yeah, I grew up. So. So really, uh, how I got hooked on trucking uh, was uh, grew up on a farm in southern Minnesota, uh, ag ag type farm, and uh, not too far from uh, Wasika, and uh, Wasika had a big bird's eye plant. So when I was 16 years old, uh, my friend and I, uh, he, his dad was a big farmer, and uh, they had a truck. So we put a truck on it, bird's eye, and we hauled peas, and. Uh, I did that for a couple summers, and that's kind of how I got hooked on it. So I started driving when I was 16, and then when I turned 18, uh, like back then it was called, you know, Class A. And uh, so during that time, uh, we were exporting a lot of grain uh, to China and Russia. And uh, so I spent my summers hauling grain from southern Minnesota, northern Iowa, up to Mississippi River ports. And that's how I got through college. And uh, once I got done with college, uh, bummed around for about a year, and then I got a dispatching job down in Fort Worth and uh, been working primarily in the refrigerated transportation uh, ever since. So a little over 36 years. Um, and uh, held, held uh, many titles over the years, uh, uh, operations, sales, maintenance, safety. Uh, Swami. Swami. You had your own. Not, you owned your own trucking I had company. My own right? truck com, trucking company for for about ten years. Um, so yeah, I mean, just a vast uh, uh, amount of experience in the industry, and you know, really fast forward here and uh, been been here at Hirschbach uh, about about eight years. Uh, been around for uh, an amazing ride. Um, was not uh, just seems like almost yesterday uh, when when we started, uh, but it was about eight years ago. We had about 425, 450 trucks, and uh, we haven't looked back since. It's nothing been but uh, but going forward. So uh, it's been a heck of a ride. So thanks thanks to everyone. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to keep the ride going uh, for sure. And so, yeah, when Dan joined, uh, Dan and I got to know each other uh, through an industry uh, group uh, probably, well, we've been together eight years, so probably known each other maybe 15 years or so, Dan, maybe more. Yeah, that's more. about right. That's about right. And, um, yeah, Dan's just done a great job over here and uh, got hopefully many more years uh, here at Hirschbach. Uh, We've, um, we've, uh, you know, Dan joined with, he said, well, like about 450 uh, drivers. You know, today we've got uh, nearly 2,000, and as the business has grown, uh, back then, eight years ago, back then, I sound like I'm 52 <laughs> years old, which I am, but uh, getting older. Um, <clears throat> You know, it was all over the road is primarily what we did at the time, and it's still the largest piece of what we do, but it's, it's now about 1,000 of the, of the drivers. And the, other and the other thousand are, are in dedicated fleets or on-site spotting services. And, and really, uh, that's where Chris comes in. And, and Chris, um, 
who's been with us uh, how many years now, Chris? Uh, February 1st, it'll be nine years. Nine years, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting story that I know his wife Morgan's out there. Uh, kind of an interesting story on how you joined Hirschbach. Maybe I should have Morgan tell the story. Yeah, she can come on up here and talk <laughs> if she wants. Morgan, you want to come up and tell the story? Come on, I'll give you the mic. <laughs> you sure? We're here in East Dubuque where Morgan grew up. Yeah. And... Uh, why don't you take the story from there? Yeah, I don't have a cool story about getting into trucking like Dan does, hauling for bird's eye. And, uh, but, so I was, uh, I was finishing up my degree and uh, working for my wife, now wife's uh, dad, doing some construction. And uh, we got a little slow in the winter, you know, as a lot of construction companies do. And uh, I was just going to take it easy and, you know, focus on my schooling, you know, because it was very important at the time to me. And uh, she's like, no, you need to go get a job. So, okay. <laughs> so I, we lived in East Dubuque, and uh, this, this job popped up, and I applied for it. And, Good job, uh, Morgan. Very entry level. I was, I was uh, customer service. I was scheduling appointments. I didn't know anything about trucking at all. Uh, I learned from uh, Marge Henkels and Heather Brothers how to how to schedule Mars and Smithfield appointments. That's that's what I started off doing, and uh, it's crazy. You know, I first walked in and started doing it, and I was like, "Holy shit, what did I get myself into?" And um, I mean, it's just you know, a dispatch office is just crazy, and uh, you know, the operations we were packed like sardines uh, over in that building over there. And it was just, it was just, to see, it was just crazy. It's still just cannot believe all those people fit in that building yeah, over there. Yeah, I, when I walk in there and just the mass amount of people, how many people were in that office? Oh, well, again, we had, um, as you know, 400, you know, we're a quarter of our size, but then we started to grow. I mean, during the first growth spurt, we started yeah. to really bust the walls, literally. Um, and it was funny, we would, um, there were, there were times where uh, there was a contractor, Osti, and we'd run out of room as we were growing, and, hey, Osti, knock down this wall. And literally, <laughs> literally, literally, I remember one time, was it uh, Annette, I think, she was in an office, and uh, um, the walls started coming down around her while she was working. <laughs> and we, we didn't quite let her know that that was going to happen. So sometimes things move pretty quick around here. But, yeah. um those, those, those are great times and, and, and good memories. And, you know, as the business started to, to grow, and, and maybe I said we didn't do any dedicated, but we did these shuttles out of uh, Monmouth up to East Dubuque. And yeah. I think you got pretty involved in those pretty early on, right, Chris? Yeah, that was, uh, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my career is those things. What do you think, Dan? That was a very interesting project. Yeah, there was. You didn't know how many were going to come or when they were going to come, but if they didn't get there when they were supposed to, it was big, big, big issues. So, it was, and uh, it was interesting. And Marlene at the time, who uh, works has, has worked with us for several years now, um, on with Dan's team, uh, specializing in uh, managing the uh, working with uh, Smithfield. But uh, she was our customer at the time, and ooh, she was pretty tough, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Uh, I was scared of her. Still am a little bit, but I definitely was before I met her. She's all caps emails all the time. I could never do anything right. Yeah, she she knew she knew how to put me in my place. That's for sure. So, so yeah, I started doing that. Um, but after a that's why I hired her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I started doing that, and uh, you know, after a week or two, I could just you know, once the initial shock of you know what was going on, I wore off a little bit. I was like. 
you know, this is, I really liked it, and I could just tell this is something that I liked, and uh, started uh, started pushing my then boss at the time, uh, Scott Harms, I wanted to do a little bit more, and uh, he wanted, and I, I dispatched for a while, uh, and then I did after hours, and uh, at the time when I was doing after hours, uh, that's where I learned everything. Uh, there was 500, we were about 500 trucks, and uh, Saturdays from noon to eight, I was the only person in the building. I was safety, OS&D, the only maintenance, person? Oh my gosh. dispatch, planning, everything. I was the only person. So I learned how to do everything pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, I did that for a while. Then I went and did some pricing and some sales. And then uh, the dedicated division was kind of starting to grow a little bit. And, um, you know, we, I think we were just bringing on, like, Michigan Water, I think. Uh, Smithfield was starting to grow. Uh, and then I kind of moved back in to help with that, uh, you know, grow that business unit. Yeah, back in the day, I mean, it started with the member Main Water, Chris. Yeah, I do. Main Water was before <laughs> Michigan Water, and then the Pizza Fleet. The Pizza yeah. Fleet has always yeah. been the anchor. Yep, Pizza's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just kept growing. And so uh, today there's probably good 15 different fleets or so out there yep. Yep. and um, and that's on more of the traditional sleeper truck uh, shorter shorter haul regional dedicated and uh, spotting is uh, probably more than that maybe what 15 17 different spotting locations out there Chris yeah yeah we got a couple more coming in the pipeline in the next couple of weeks too yeah where are those uh, we're starting one in Belvedere Illinois for uh, um, uh, Miracle up there, and then we've got one coming up in Rhode Island for Cargill. Yeah, nice. So one thing I really appreciate about uh, both Dan and Chris is, as you can hear from their backgrounds, uh, we have a we have a saying. You know, you need to know how the sausage is made. And uh, in our business, uh, being able to, you know, this is very much an operational business, execution business. You know, working with drivers closely and customers, and putting plans together and figuring out how to navigate the waters when you're overbooked or when you get a breakdown on a truck or OS&D issue, you name it. And, and certainly Dan and Chris really understand uh, how the, the sausage is made and that really uh, uh, is very valuable to them and, and their effectiveness in being able to lead their respective teams. Um, so maybe uh, before I go to, to uh, onto the other side of the table, um, Dan, how about a uh, little personal information that uh, maybe Hirschback would like to hear about you? We got through the business part. So we had week one, a big Vikings fan over here. What'd you think of that uh, yeah. game yesterday there, Dan? Looks like Aaron Rodgers has still got a lot of gas. <laughs> yeah, gas yeah. Jordan Love might, uh, that might have put a little fire under his ass, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Rodgers. I, I, I think you can say ass. Yeah. Okay. Can you say yeah. ass? My yeah. Bad. yeah. Shit? I don't know. What else I said? said. <laughs> no, I think anything goes. We're drawing the line at F-bombs, though. So. Right. Right. Well, Morgan better not come up to the mic, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a little background. Uh, grew up on a family farm in southern Minnesota. Uh, was active in high school and, and went to college just up the road at UW-Platteville. And uh, my wife-to-be, Barbara, uh, was... Uh, Still had a year to go at uh, University of Texas Arlington, so after college I worked the summer and then moved down to Texas. And uh, we lived down in Texas for a couple years. We had our first two children down there in Fort Worth, uh, Kyle and, and Lindsay. And uh, 
enjoyed our time in Texas. Uh, Barb's, uh, most of Barb's family is, uh, is in, in Texas yet. So uh, uh, from there, uh, did, did some other stuff and then uh, lived in Salt Lake City for a few years, which was uh, very enjoyable. The mountains uh, were beautiful. And our third child, uh, Courtney, came along. And uh, uh, she was born. So they're now uh, 34, 31, and 28. Um, so uh, they keep us busy. Um, just got news yesterday. Actually, uh, I don't think I've told anyone this, but uh, I'll probably get in trouble. But yesterday, uh, uh, Courtney's uh, boyfriend drove down and. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, asked uh, permission to propose. So, congratulations. Uh, Did you say yes? Well, I made him sweat a little, Brad. I mean, <laughs> no way. So, I mean, I was kind of laughing to myself. I was texting with a couple old friends. I said, "How'd you like to be Joe, uh, coming down to <laughs> have that conversation?" So, brave, brave guy. I did yeah. Well, he did two tours in, in Iraq, Baghdad, and Mosul. Wow. So, he's a great guy. He'd be a great addition to the family. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Congrats. amazing. So did we, he propose yet? Not yet. Oh, so I probably haven't listened to this. Oh, shit. Well, I think she's put two and two together. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll have a wedding here. Um, That's great. We also awesome. have a, a very, very special granddaughter. Uh, her name's Azelle, and she stays with us. And uh, she's in seventh grade. Also, we're going to be blessed with uh, a grandson here uh, on September 30th. Uh, Charles Daniel Wallace will be joining Aww. the clan on September 30th, they, they announced. So, uh, busy, busy as ever. So, always a uh, lot, of, lot, of, lot of stuff around family. So. Yeah. Well, congrats, Dan. Yeah, congrats, Dan. Yeah, that's great. That's great. What do you like to do when you're not uh, working at Hirschbach and... Chasing around your family, Daniel. <laughs> doesn't leave a lot of time. <laughs> Not a lot of time. Watch uh, the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I, take follow, I follow football. Uh, I like probably football, a little MMA. But uh, like outdoors, we like the mountains. We usually get out to Colorado once or twice a year. So Good. Good. Yeah. Chris, how about you? Can you give us a little personal information, a little background? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I got two little kids. I've got a son. He's five, and I've got a little spitfire of a daughter who's three and a half named Ray. So those two keep me on my toes, um, along with Morgan, who I'm ma happily married to. She keeps make, you on your toes too, right? Sure sneak the happily in there real quick on, on TV or on a podcast. Um, yeah, I really like being outside. Uh, you know, obviously, definitely the family, and uh, Hirschbach keeps me busy, but... Uh, also, I like any sport. I like playing any sport that I'm good at, so I stick. I don't play golf. That's, that's about it. But, yeah, he's uh, terrible. I'm really bad at I'm golf. bad. Chris is really bad. Didn't Brad guys, likes golf with me, so he's better than someone. Didn't you guys take lessons or something, yeah, too, to get better? And they didn't, they didn't help work? me at all. Well, they helped me a little bit. but Took, still. like, one lesson. <laughs> Need more, for sure. Um, so, but I did, we did the golf for the, the golf outing, and I... I we use like four of my shots, so that's improvement. Wow. Good. Maybe I'm going the right direction. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jess, you're up. 
All right. What the heck do you do here at Hirschbach? <sighs> yeah, please tell sometimes us. Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> it changes um, so it often. does. Well, it's it's always evolving and changing. Um, but I started off. Um, it's going on ten years now. Which to anybody else, Hirschbach years are like dog years. So I've really been here for seventy years. <laughs> yeah. There's so much stuff that happens in every year. It's just it's crazy. Um, I can't remember how many trucks we had, but I think it was in the 300s, 350. And uh, I had previously, before I started at Hirschback, I was working for HR with actually Joe Prince. So some of you know Joe Prince. So she was our VP of HR. And I worked for her. And I was leaving to come to Hirschback, and she's like, what the heck are you doing? That company is like, leaving Sioux City. Do not go there. There's no one in the office. And so the place I went to for my interview was pretty sketch. It wasn't the building that you guys were in before when you guys lived in Sioux City. It was like a little trailer with like a ramp. It was very strange. And there's like three people working in this little trailer. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm, this is my new place to work. Sounds good. <laughs> Between me working, going to work there and my interview, they'd moved to a whole new building, which was now a strip mall. So that was a little strange. But I was like, what am I getting myself into? Um, no trucking knowledge before I came. I did not even know. I... I hate to admit this on make it public but I'll, I'll put it out there I did not even know that there was a bed in the truck when I started that's how naive to trucking I was so but I learned a lot very quickly and uh, a lot of training um, I feel like when you you know go into trucking if whatever part of trucking you go into um, it just kind of sucks you in and it becomes your life um, and you love it or you hate it and I think everybody that I know loves it and it's just part of my life now um, but I started 10 years ago uh, as a recruiter hiring drivers and it was a lot of fun. I felt like it was a really important position because I would talk to people out there who had a job um, that didn't pay them or people who didn't care about them. And I knew if we could get them over here, we had people who care about them and they were making a lot more money here than they could somewhere else. And so it was making a big impact on their lives. Um, so I felt like it was a really important position. And as we continue to grow it, um, worked with a recruiting team and we have amazing recruiters we've got a lot of them now so many I can't even keep track of how many there are because there's there's a lot um, and Sioux City office has grown from about five people now we have I think there's about 40 people in that office so including the Tyson power only and the recruiting team so that's kind of recruiting side of me and then now I work with the HR and uh, some of the wellness teams over here um, so we're working on all the people side of everything so whether it's talking to a driver when they stop in or having last week I, I was here with a couple drivers last week a few nights having dinner with them um, but I, I learned so much every single time I talk to our drivers or our staff so I just I love the people side of it don't you have something to share with the group? Yeah, I was going to go there. What's, yeah, what's, what, what's, what's going on? What's going on? I heard, I heard something, Brad. I mean, what did you hear, Dan? I, Let me, it. I don't think I, mean, I want to know one, what you uh, heard, Dan. one finger looks like it's going well, yeah. 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 to... Yeah. Can, can we zoom in on yeah. that, baby? You probably don't even need to use the zoom. Oh, stop. Uh, Jesus. The light was bouncing on <laughs> I think my blinding me over He did good, but it was 10 years worth of waiting, so... So congratulations. It's like 20 carats. A carrot per year or what is it? It's like 20 <laughs> carrots, that's a, Chris. That's a great Hey, Morgan, idea. Morgan, uh, Morgan, you're going to want to check this out. <laughs> I think you could upgrade a little. She can see it just fine. No. So Jesse, that, that means so much to us. just had her uh, birthday and got he a did. nice nice birthday surprise, huh? I did, yeah. He, was it a surprise? It was definitely a surprise, only because I, I didn't think he could pull anything off like that without help of, like, Sarah or somebody. So I was... 
yeah, I was very shocked. And if, if you saw the picture of my face, you could tell I was shocked. But it was partly because I thought he was having a heart attack and he was dropping down. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, are you okay? And, but he was proposing. So then it was the different shocked face. So, yes. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. And uh, he's, uh, yeah. Great One guy. One carrot per year. Yeah. He's great, great guy. Um, you know, you know, like we do at Hirschbach, uh, you know, it, it, it's very much a family, and and uh, Rose been a Rose's name, and Rose been a part of our family. We've gotten to know him quite well over the years, and um, he does some uh, work in the uh, IT. He's got a business that uh, does like cameras and IT work, and he's done some work for us with uh, our IT staff, and he's also got a construction business as well. And so this cool set that we're sitting at, uh, Roe and his team put this together, I understand, in like, I don't know, in a matter of minutes or something. I heard it was incredible how fast they put this together. Well, they, they probably didn't tell you. I made them cut it down three different times because it was too large, I think. Um, Scott, you were here. Yeah, the first time they had it over there, I'm like, that is no way it's going to fit over there. Like, well, what do you want me to do? I don't know, cut a foot off here, cut a foot off there, and they put it back together. Nope, redo it again, put it back together. No so, measuring twice. I mean, no. they measured. They're just not the right measurement. So. Yeah. Well, it, it turned out great. I, you yeah. know, it really did. Sound, we were talking cool. about making the sausage earlier. Have you been over there to see that shop? They did the shop, too, the same the same day, the same time. Scott, what would you uh, score out of there, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? What would you get? A whole yep. new front counter, you so when you walk in, there? it doesn't go back anymore. It's just wow. when you walk in, the counter's right there. So All right. I'll have to go check those they, out. Yeah. Uh, threw that up really quick, too, and then threw it. I mean, they were working up until two, one minute before we left to fly out. So it was like, oh, we got to go. Yeah. Sandy, yeah. Well, what else uh, can you tell us about, about you, Jesse? Um, I'm a Hirschback for life. I love it here. I will never leave. And uh, my, my kids, I've got two amazing kids. My daughter is 16. She is a junior in high school, which is crazy yeah. to think. I think the last year of high school kind of just blurred, and then they're graduate, or going off to the next grade. So she's a junior, which um, is interesting. And then my son. And driving. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, yeah. Does she well, drive like you or Ro? <laughs> nobody drives like Ro. They're not allowed to. Uh, <laughs> Anybody who's seen him drive understands that. Um, no, she doesn't have her license yet because we have to make an appointment, and conveniently, the appointments can't get in until November, so mm-hmm. we've got a few more safe months. Oh, okay. Delaying. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, then my son, is uh, he's 19. He goes to school over here at University of Dubuque, and he loves it here, so that's, uh, that's my life. We like traveling. We like um, we love Colorado. We went there a few weeks ago, which is where I got this pretty rock from. Um, but it's gorgeous. It's so pretty out there. That's our new favorite place. And a little puppy. We do have a little puppy. Yep. Yes, Cujito. Everyone here knows him too. So we might have to open a terminal in Colorado one of these I would days. Agree. I would Alan's love guy. that. Anybody else think that's a great idea? I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yes, all the hands. It's beautiful out there. It's a great idea. Speaking of beautiful. Oh, oh, nice segue. Oh, segue. Very good. Very you get good. points for yes. that one. Nice yes. work. Thanks. Thanks. Were you setting that up? Little, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> so, Jelaine. Yeah. What, what do you got? Yeah. So, uh, Brad and I met in college. Um, it was actually a pretty, uh, an interesting way to meet somebody as well. I was in a statistics class, which did not, it did not um, go well for me and dropped out of stats and, um, didn't know what I was going to do afterwards and went to a party and um, turns out Brad was actually in the same statistics class and 
He was front and center, right in the front row, very focused, and I was not. I was in the back, kind of hanging out, chit-chatting a little bit. And, a lot of um, it. A lot of it, <laughs> kind of distracting things a little bit. So he offered to tutor me, and um, I declined that, but um, <laughs> I, I, I was done. <laughs> but anyways... Um, he walked me back to my uh, my dorm. It was five flights of stairs up to this dorm, and very very polite and didn't didn't try to no moves. do a first no kiss that wow. first night. We didn't and, have any moves. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was exhausted from the five flights. No elevator. Wow. <laughs> no elevator. No way. No. But I I told my roommate um, I met the man I'm going to marry. So Aww. yeah, that was kind of um, he didn't he didn't catch on to the whole plan yet. Um, that took several extra months, but he caught on eventually. Yeah. So he was in ROTC. Um, I didn't see how that was going to impact me. Um, didn't understand <laughs> that that meant we would be probably overseas somewhere. And um, the Gulf War was just kind of um, getting really tense, and he was a year year ahead. So. He was totally planning on heading to the Middle East and pretty darn excited about it. So he was. Well, I don't know if excited is the word. Well, uh, I was uh, ready. anticipating using your skills to accomplish the mission. How's that? <laughs> I was going through a training in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and uh, Desert Shield was going on where the Air Force was bombing the uh, Iraqis. And I was assigned to a unit that was in Germany that was supposed to go over to the Gulf. And, um, and up until the point I arrived in, in Germany, I, that's what I thought was going on. And so they sort of hurried me through our training and scared the daylights out of us, talking about chemical munitions, biological munitions. You know, being a combat engineer, you'd have to clear the, they got tanks and mines that are moving through the sand and you can't detect metal. It was all sorts of crazy stuff. So I, I didn't, I honestly, and so the combat engineer has the highest mortality rate on the battlefield. And so that was kind of a scary time. I, but uh, anyway, I didn't end up going there and we ended up living in Germany for a few years. It was pretty, it was a great experience. Yeah, so thank you for everyone who did go through that. Um, they didn't exactly tell us the, the day that they were going to do the invasion, but they, they did it three weeks before Brad arrived, and so they grabbed another second lieutenant, and, um, and they, they accomplished the mission very effectively. And, and then, yeah, we were over in Germany shutting down three different bases um, because everything was done, right? <laughs> We didn't need that much of our military anymore. So that was during the drawdown times. And that's when Brad really learned, um, you know, the heavy equipment side. In fact, we tell the story about um, he was in charge of a platoon that had, I don't know how many different pieces of equipment. And as an officer, he was not allowed to get behind the wheel of these. Um, you know, you, and he had a driver. And as soon as he was away from the hierarchy he was like okay show me how to do this okay show me how to do that and he learned how to how to operate every single piece of equipment he might have sunk one or two just um, one <laughs> just <only> one one <laughs> humvee we were yeah. we were doing a training exercise uh and uh, the training exercise was over and so it was time to blow off some steam and so i saw this it looked like a pretty big good sized puddle 
Mm-hmm. Turned out to be a little deeper. Had to swim out of it. <laughs> so then uh, they had to come over with a, a wrecker and pull the Humvee out of there, and uh, they got a good kick out of that. That was that was fun. <laughs> uh, but my, you know, if you didn't hear on Friday, um, you know, my first experience really the trucking came from the army a bit. Um, one of the uh, assignments I had was uh, a lot of earth moving equipment, bulldozers, graders, scrapers, all that sort of stuff. And we did some different- big boy toys. Yeah, those were fun, <laughs> the things, yeah. But we had our own uh, semi-trailers and drop deck uh, low boys for hauling the equipment around. And so I had a few different projects around Germany and we would load up our equipment and get a convoy number and head across the Autobahn and we'd go to some base and, and have some sort of project like build a softball field, baseball field complex or something like that. And uh, we, we knew the base was going to close when we got sent there to go fix it up before we can give it back to the Germans. So. <laughs> Uh, which was kind of crazy. They got some good stuff out of the deal. But the trucking, that's uh, where the trucking started from, was kind of moving that equipment around. I always enjoyed operating the equipment and so forth. And And uh, actually became the battalion maintenance officer. Yeah. Towards the end there. Yeah. Yeah. So what else can you tell us? Well, I did get through my stats class as a um, in my master's degree later on. So a couple of years later, I could handle um, statistics again, and things made a little bit more sense with a little bit of help. Um, he might have helped me get through that. Some finally, tutoring, um, finally took yeah, me up some on the tutoring. tutoring. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, we had well, think about our time in Germany. So Brad picked up this car. It was a 1979 Mercedes. Um, this big, huge boat of a car and um, had to learn how to do a stick shift. And of course, on the fly, because that's how we do things. And so we were literally driving up to Denmark to get married so I could get an ID card so I could get on the base. And I learned how to drive a stick shift on our way up to get married up to Denmark, 14 hour drive. And he promptly, you know, he got me into fourth gear and then he fell asleep. He just had so much trust. Just don't stop. <laughs> you just don't, don't stop. stop. Don't slow down. Just keep going. You're on the Autobahn. There's, there should be no reason to slow down. Just, um, yeah, keep going. So that was, our, that was our start. We accidentally got married on Halloween. We didn't know it was Halloween. Um, in Denmark, it wasn't Halloween. So um, my parents were horrified, but not horrified that we got married, but horrified that we got married on Halloween. I think so. I have that picture, too. <laughs> oh, my Pretty gosh, sure I do. Yeah, let's not I'm go sure there. sure she can. She can Are you wearing Christmas sweaters? We were in, yes, very fashionable um, sweaters with, I think mine had a jumping horse and Brad's had some, yeah, it was the 90s early 90s yeah we're not sure we actually got married twice because we're not sure that first one in denmark was a was legitimate the the governor was gone and the lieutenant governor was gone so some secretary um did the did the ceremony but i think she grabbed like a janet or something yeah we had to have a witness (laughs) yeah Yeah. we might have been a little bit delayed because i had i had to have a bouquet so we had to like run through this um this farmer's market and grab a bouquet of flowers to make it somewhat official um, as we did our, our did our vows. So those stuck anyways. So and then 20, we got, yeah. Go ahead. No, then we got married for the real wedding, the official wedding the next summer. So we, we always kind of look at each other like, are we, what, what number are we on? Because this next one will be, we just celebrated 28 for the July wedding, but 29 in October. 
And if you don't know, Jelaine's uh, an artist, and our Christmas card every year, Jelaine uh, does a painting that we put on our Christmas card. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun with the, um, I've gotten to know the truck in a different sort of way, with different angles. Um, don't look at it too closely, I'm not sure how how correct it is, but those have been fun. Oh, geez, yes, yeah, nice That's job, it. yeah. Like we said, Jesse has yeah. pictures of everything. That sweater is including awesome. our. Lord, I don't know if you can zoom in on that picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, it's cute. I had big hair. That was a lot of ratting. <laughs> that was a lot of. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe I had that much hair at that time. Usually, I know, and that usually, was military. Yeah, that was, was military. Yeah. yeah, he 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 judged a good haircut by how long he could go in between haircuts. So, when you can see the scalp all the way around, that was a good haircut. It was, it was yeah. Put that hat back on. <laughs> but anyways, with our with our Christmas card or our holiday card. Um, Usually we, we have um, several things to doing with uh, the military every year. We do um, haul the wall. We've done that a few years. And we've also done Reads Across America every year. And Reads Across America is a great program where they're trying to put a wreath on every veteran's grave. Um, and I think they've, they're up to like two and a half million or something like that. And so we do um, a lottery system for drivers who are veterans. Which is still happening yet, by the way, this year. So we're still working okay. on the details. They, yeah. There's going to be a, mm-hmm. some changes, but that's because that program is for sure going right. to happen. Right, yep. right, good, good. So we usually get some good pictures from drivers. And um, one, of, one of my favorites was from Arlington National Cemetery. And that's one of my favorite paintings that um, we have all the originals, um, I think, here in East Dubuque. But I think we make um, prints of each one and have those at each one of uh, the terminals around so you can see kind of the history and the evolution. And, yeah, some yeah some fun times. Um, I will say how we got into graffiti is kind of an interesting start. We actually moved into uh, a building in Dubuque, um, you know, on Kerper, and we had a big customer coming. We had Cargill, and we needed to make the place, you know, clean it up. It was like cleaning for company, like company's company coming. We got we to gotta get this thing going, and literally new carpet was being laid in the hallway and up the stairs and and Brad's like you know that that's great but it's this really kind of dark dingy um, hallway and staircase there needs to be something at the top of the stairs and he had the idea of you know you need to do a painting really fast <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was up until 10:30 that night and our H is kind of you know H is is for home, it's for for Hart, it's for Hirschbach, and it's kind of our symbol um, that brings us together. Jesse has um, the the necklace that we had made last year, um, but the H is very specific on the angles, and I kept on sending pictures to Brad, and he's like, "Nope, that's not the right angle." You know, do it again. So you kept repainting I kept over the same. I kept on repainting over this thing. <laughs> at 10:30 at night, I finally got it down, and the next morning, Brad was literally hanging the painting wet. It was had, still wet. Yeah. yeah, it was still wet. Um, there's probably marks on the on the wall right now, but it became kind of our signature, and that kind of spun off into some some graffiti, and then we met some graffiti artists, and. Um, yeah, 
rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah, at any one of our terminals, any one of our facilities, you'll see one of those Hirschbach H paintings that uh, Jelaine talked about, the first one, but now there's probably 10 or 12 of them out mm -hmm. there or something like that. Um, so she keeps cranking them out every time we've got a, a new place to put them up in. In fact, I did the light, the latest one I actually did um, in this terminal. And some drivers were, um, you know, watching the progress, which is always a little stage fright. But it came out, it came out pretty good. I so, think, I think yeah. it, it looks good. Yeah, so that, great. that one's up here on the, on the big orange wall. So we're also going through a big adjustment. Uh, we're now empty nesters, which really makes me feel old. But... I don't yeah. know if it's officially empty nesting or not. The kids are off at school, so. Yeah, yeah, our fingers are crossed now. <laughs> we, we, we hope they don't come back. Yeah, that they stay out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is. Yeah, so far so good. Two started classes today, and um, yeah, some, some good adrenaline to start off, so that's good. Well, and all three girls actually were working at Hirschbach. COVID happened, um, March shut down the world, and school, you know, all the schools shut down. So um, the girls came back in mid-March. Um, Annika, our youngest, her, her high school, you know, shut down classes in person. So um, everybody had some extra time, and that wasn't just going to fly, that they were just going to hang out and watch Netflix. So um, they all started working at Hirschbach and started to learn a little bit more of the details. Um, I will say about Driscoll's, uh, Lauren learned a lot about Driscoll's. <laughs> a very, very good customer. We just got we just got a nice award from um, from them as Carrier of the Year, right? N no. Or, no. <laughs> You're a little ahead of yourself. Sorry. A little ahead. So far, year, okay. year to date. Year to date. Okay. Year, year to date. Year's we're, not over. Year to date, we're their number, rank, num number one ranked carrier as we were in August. Um, I think what you're referring to is they have two programs. It's called a winter program and summer program. Summer program is, 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 is predominantly based out of California. Uh, the winter program is predominantly based out of uh, Mexico. And uh, uh, the, product, the majority of the product comes up through, uh, through Laredo, some through McAllen, but the majority comes up through Laredo. Um, as uh, as the truckers out there know, Texas is big for us. So we were just recently awarded uh, about 1,500 loads for the winter program, about 50 loads a week, and uh, very good business. So it's uh, we're lucky to have it. Is that freight out of Dan, Laredo? Laredo. Laredo. Laredo and McAllen. Yeah, some good miles out of there. Yeah, so it's all got good miles. I mean, even up to Dallas-Fort Worth, it's 500, but... Uh, the business split is a little different this year. We kind of expanded our horizons a little bit. Um, about a third of the business does stay within Texas. About a third of the business comes right up the gut. We get all of the high V loads. All of the all of the high V loads go to Sheridan and Cherokee, and then also we get a mix of uh, orders that come to uh, like Costco, Morris, Illinois, Walmart, Sterling. Uh, Walmart, Mankato. Uh, that's about a third of the business. And then uh, about a third of the business uh, moves out of uh, Texas over into the Georgia, Florida. And uh, the, the Florida piece is really interesting because we get loads. 
So if you're a driver, think about it like this. You get a, you get a nice load out of Sioux Falls to Laredo, and then from Laredo all the way over to Dover, and then we get loads straight out of Dover coming back up. Um, so Dover's kind of a mixing center for them. So they got the strawberries and the raspberries uh, primarily come out of Mexico during the winter program, and then the... Uh, the blueberries are, are raised in, in, in Florida, so that's kind of their mixing center. So it's a very interesting business, obviously very service sensitive, so um, keeps us on our toes. You know, talking about uh, the business, um, you know, we've, we've been talking about ourselves a little bit and Driver Appreciation Week. Um, you know, it's an interesting time in the business right now. Uh, we're in the middle of obviously still going through COVID and you know, it's anyone's guess, obviously, as to how that's all going to play itself out here over time, you know, with the vaccine coming, hopefully, and, and, and so forth. But uh, certainly still having a huge impact on all of us. And, you know, just to, you know, go back a little bit, uh, you know, in March, uh, obviously, uh, you know, people were raiding the store shelves and stocking up, and that was really good for business in March. And then April and May were kind of a reversal of that, uh, particularly as a lot of our meat shippers uh, started to have, you know, positive COVID cases in their plants and in a lot of cases plants shutting down. And that was quite a challenging time, certainly uh, for all of us. Uh, but uh, since then, you know, June, July, August, and now September, uh, momentum, I should, I should say, demand for our services um, has really increased really each and every one of those months and as um, as we sit here in September uh, we, we would maybe say on a scale of uh, 1 to 10 that uh, I don't know Chris Dan what do you guys think scale of 1 to 10 uh, demand for our services right now we think Daniel well I mean the over-the-road piece is a little more transactional than the dedicated but it, it it's very strong I mean it's uh, you know, right now, if you saw me earlier, I was wiping the sweat off my forehead here. We're about 50 loads over. So anybody out there with hours coming to the Midwest, come on. Uh, we got freight. But no, the, 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 the freight is very strong, Brad. And the opportunities that are, are being presented to us is, 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 is really, you know, kind of astounding. I mean, I've, uh, earlier I shared, you know, with the people and everyone that, you know, through, been in the business a long time. And I mean, I'm, I'm seeing stuff right now I've never seen before. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, quite frankly, I think the market's about ready to explode. Um, there's just, uh, there's just so many opportunities. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And, and, uh, you know, there's a number of things. COVID obviously is, is playing a factor. And, uh, but, uh, Markets are very strong. Market demand, I guess, to answer your question, you know, I'd put uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd put, uh, I'd put demand pretty darn close to, to 10. Yeah, really good way. There's lots of ways to look at it. You know, you can read a bunch of different articles um, or, you know, different people saying different things. But an internal way we've been tracking it lately is just looking how many loads we reject. So, you know, we can we track loads that are tendered to us from customers and our rejection rate um, it's been climbing for the past probably month and a half but it's as high it's higher than what it was back in Q4 of 27 or of 2018 which is in the past five years that's probably when business has been the tightest and strongest for for 
for our servers when demand's been the highest. So um, the more we reject, the that means the better quality loads and you know more appealing to drivers. That, that that's the better freight for you guys. So that that's a really good sign for us, and it it shows us where the market's at right now for sure. Yeah, I know our utilization has has really gone up. Uh, big miles out there on a weekly basis. Uh, I know on the over the road side, Dan. I mean we're pushing. Uh, what, uh, 24, 2,500 miles a week on average, including people taking time off? Oh, wow. Yeah, we're uh, 24, 50, people taking time off. And, you know, last week with Labor Day, it gets a little wonky, but, you know, if we had had a full week, I'm, I think we would have got up close to 26, 2,700, Brad. We ran at 550 a day on four days. So <laughs> if you extrapolate that over five days, it's 2,750. So wow. we're definitely, uh, definitely uh, running strong on the over the road. And, and we're, we're able in this market to get, you know, pretty load selective, uh, which, uh, which, which helps. Uh, and uh, we've got some stuff uh, that we're, we're just waiting to get final awards on that uh, the drivers are going to love. Just absolutely going to eat it up. So um, working a lot of different angles right now, but there's... Uh, there's a lot of demand for our services, and that, that really is a reflection on our drivers and the service we provide. And uh, you know, we're able to uh, we're able to demand a pretty pretty uh, pretty strong dollar right now in the market. So, well, and we're kind of and with that and feeling that uh, we went ahead, and I know we've talked recently about. Uh, uh, Dan, you and I spent some time probably about a week ago um, doing a similar type of uh, podcast, uh, but uh, we went ahead and put our money where our mouth is, and we've got a uh, pretty, pretty huge increase, uh, pay increase uh, for our operators. Yeah, we actually spent the money before we got it, but uh, <laughs> just, a, just a minor technicality. But no, we need to go out. We need to get the rate increases. Uh, you know, we, we did an, a pretty much an across-the-board pay increase on the... Uh, on the uh, over-the-road uh, drivers, uh, I'd be uh, remiss not to say there's there's uh, the, the 101 drivers, company drivers, and the Tyson Power-only drivers. We'll we'll have a revised pay pay schedule out to you within a week to ten days. We're going to get that done. Uh, but no, I mean we've we've got to pay our operators, and uh, uh, we're going to we're going to have to do it. And by doing so, we're going to have to uh, get rate increases. So. That's the way the business works. So we're going to be very active. Um, there's a lot of different ways to get get net net rate increases, but uh, we'll we'll get them and we'll take care of our operators and and uh, we'll be in good shape. So last week, um, Dan, we uh, I think we paid out the first weekly bonus last week. Is that correct on the new new plan? Yes. Yeah. So um, it's you know rounding a little bit and making adjustments for what they would have got received if they were on their old plan. Uh, pretty much the consensus would be about uh, an additional $150 a week. That's on the weekly, and then you roll that up uh, with uh, what we're going to do on the monthly, and it gets to be you know pretty pretty sizable monthly, you know, 12 to 1600 bucks. Uh, 
You know, the interesting part, if, if for all of you, if you if you looked at the schedule, it's it's very much driven by well, obviously it's driven by being safe and 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 uh, delivering freight on time and doing all the right things. But after that, the core essence of the program is miles, and with our miles upticking. Uh, you guys are going to see a pretty pretty sizable uptick in your paychecks. Um, you know, basically we rolled out a ten cent a mile on the weekly. It's ten cents a mile. Don't hit anything. Don't 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 get any CSA points. Anything like that. And essentially, you're going to get your you're going to get ten cents a mile. So if you if you're out there running uh, twenty seven hundred miles, you know that's two seventy a week. So that adds up pretty fast. So. Uh, very optimistic on on that. We're gonna, we've got again. We're being very selective on our length of haul and and uh, you know making sure we can turn these trucks. So hey Dan, why don't you um, you know the weekly is in place. We're transitioning from a quarterly bonus into a monthly uh, bonus. Uh, do you want to talk through a little bit that that transition, Dano? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, we've had a, a, a quarterly bonus program in place for several years, and, uh, you know, we'll be kind of wrapping that up. But uh, we are going to be a, in a bit of a transition uh, for just a short period of time here. So the intent, um, uh, and I got some real dirty looks this morning when I met with payroll and safety, but uh, the intent is any of the drivers that switched over uh, from the prior pay program, the quarterly quarterly uh, bonus program, to the new pay program, which is roughly, I believe, what 825 drivers switched. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. Uh, they will. We're gonna we're gonna do our best to uh, get the uh, Q3 prorated. It'll be prorated to I believe nine six. Uh, the new program started nine seven, so we'll get it prorated. And our intent is to get it paid out this week. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a stretch, but we hope to get that done. For the drivers that are on their current uh, pay programs, uh, we will be paying out the balance of the quarterlies at the end of the quarter like it's normally. But we want to we want to get everyone uh, that, that transferred, the 825 drivers that transferred, we want to get the, uh, the old program settled up. And, and move forward. So um, that should make a lot of drivers happy out there. Good. And Chris, <clears throat> dedicated side, um, got some changes, uh, some interesting uh, positive changes going on there as well. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we rolled out the over-the-road pay increase um, probably a month month ago now. Um, we talked about dedicated doing something. We, we were still crossing some T's and dotting some I's. But, uh, you know, we really... You know, we we on the dedicated side. You know, we're we're locked into longer, longer contracts. We can't go out and get the rate increases the way that over the road can in the open market. So, you know, we had to take a little bit of a different approach, um, and we also kind of wanted to balance. You know, we've heard, you know, you want to balance, you know, rewarding drivers for all, and they've been here, uh, rewarding safe drivers, rewarding drivers that uh, uh, deliver freight on time. You know, as as well as running as many miles as possible. So, uh, we've been talking about this, and I think we finally came up with a program uh, that 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 at least touches all four of those categories. Um, uh, and it's so it's we're roll, we roll out a ten year base incentive. So the longer that you've been here, 
the more it's it, just give you an example once you're here for six months uh, you get three cents a mile once you're here for a year uh, you get five cents a mile so uh, that all you have to do is run those miles uh, safely and on time uh, no CSA points and you get you get paid that out uh, every every month and the other thing that we try to we had to try to think about this when we rolled it out is how do we help the pipeline you know talking with you I've got the rec recruiting queen over here um, you know we wanted something that would help attract new drivers as well so you know essentially you'll get uh, a new driver or a driver that's been here a short time I mean you essentially get three pay raises in your first year and that's huge for so. the drivers I think they love the 10-year base raises so I, I, I think that was a great uh, a great change for them too but that's been um, they're very receptive they like you know the longer they're here the more money that they'll make and so so it was it was a good change. Yeah, for sure. I, again, it's it's it took us a while to finally come to some, something we all agreed on, but I think so far this has been um, proven to be pretty the, the the right one so far. You know, so this what this will do is this will replace our our quarterly bonus, and it pays out the same schedule as over the road every four. So there's four thirteen four week periods throughout the year. Um, it's your choice to opt into it um, for like ninety. It's like ninety. Five percent of the drivers or so. Um, it, it, it's that's a d big positive increase to your paycheck. There's a few, mainly one fleet, the pizza fleet that we're working on some something else. Um, that's the main one. It, it doesn't quite make as as much sense for. So, um, again, that's. That's just to wrap up. That's the that's good a big change that we've rolled out. Well, I so. think on both sides, you can you can see we've got uh, some nice improvements. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that our operators are out there being compensated for the tough jobs that you guys do out there. And uh, again, we appreciate uh, all the hard work, and we're uh, we're really pleased to be able to uh, uh, offer these these new uh, incentives and, and pay increases uh, to all of you. Uh, Chris, yeah. I believe you've got uh, some openings uh, as well. Yeah, I just want to say one, one other thing about the pay raise. So, you know, we've talked for probably, I think it kind of started when we um, started doing the manual loading calls, and we had this huge issue with cargo claims, and we were losing a ton of money mm -hmm. with cargo claims. And we talked about taking taking it out of one bucket and, and then putting into another. So as we as we get better with cargo claims or accidents or anything like that uh you know we we want to take it out of that bucket and give it give it to you so these these types of pay changes or, or raises or or more money to to your bottom line to, you know right into your pocket those will come as we're able to get uh as a, a safer organization and to reduce accidents reduce cargo claims and stuff like that so this is to me that i kind of view this as an evolution this is kind of step one on um, to get to get drivers uh, up to a comp level that they we feel like they deserve, and and there's more coming as we get better uh, going throughout that. Yeah, and we're, we're our, we've got our eyes set on triple digits, uh, you know, on uh, or I should say six figures is is what we'd like to get our operators up to. That's going to take, uh, as Chris said, a collective uh, effort on all of our parts. Um, if you've you got to look at uh, if you're spending money, and and most of what Hirschbach spends money on. Uh, our operators really are, you know, are spending in some way, shape, or form. And uh, we have to make sure that we are uh, spending as little as we possibly can um, and, and not having unnecessary expenses, as Chris mentioned, whether that be in, you know, bumping into a trailer in a, cl a close quarter situation, you know, take your extra time, get out, assess the situation, 
Um, you've got a light a light on your truck, uh, some sort of maintenance uh, light or something like that, or some sort of noise that you're hearing. Uh, making sure that uh, the equipment's getting the necessary attention and we don't have uh, unnecessary expense that uh, we're, we're providing, you know, that we're paying to someone else when we can uh, have that uh, come to you. And, and that's really our thought sure. and our philosophy here is, is to make sure we're doing that. And sure. so minimize the expenses and make sure we're delivering the freight on time. And, you know, I just read an article this morning. Walmart is increasing their on-time percentages, and, and they have a, a program they call OTIF, I think, uh, on-time and in full. And what they do is if uh, the product isn't on-time and they didn't get what they ordered, they charge. They will take a. They'll, they'll charge a penalty of three percent of the cost of the product to the customer that they're from the vendor that they're buying the product from. And so they've had this program in place for a while, but they're increasing the percent to ninety-eight percent. If the vendor is not providing ninety-eight percent, they'll receive a three percent uh, haircut on uh, the price that they're charging Walmart. So. Um, the on-time service game is 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 just critical. Um, Dan, it looks like you want to jump in. Well, it's amazing you brought up Walmart last week uh, because of our service levels with Walmart. They opened up their entire network to us to rebid any lane dry or refrigerated, uh, and just publish backup rates, no commitment, and it's all because of our service levels. Without the service levels, you don't get those kind of invitations. And, and with the service levels, we get more business, we get higher rates, and that's the other way that we can uh, increase your compensation. Absolutely. So, you know, talking about the business, the miles are really strong. Uh, we've got high demand out there, and uh, we're looking to... Uh, to fill up some trucks, and uh, we've got uh, some really good business out there, and, and maybe I'd like to, to talk about, uh, we've got uh, a referral program, right, Jess, you want to talk about our driver referral program? Yeah, for those that are here, it's on the wall right over here. Um, we changed it a little bit. We know the hardest part of finding a referral is finding someone who's qualified to drive for Hirschback with our criteria. And it's the people that you would want to drive in the truck next to you wearing representing Hirschback. Uh, so what we've done is we just made it super simple, very easy. It's a $1,200 referral. Um, if you send us a driver and they end up getting hired, uh, the week after they're in orientation, you get $1,200. Um, and so you would just basically collect leads, hand them off to your recruiter, and then from there they would call and talk to the driver, touch base, get them qualified, and get them uh, here for you. So we encourage you still to stay in contact with the, the leads that you're sending in. Um, sometimes having a driver tell them the same thing that a recruiter might tell them, uh, they tend to believe the driver over the recruiter sometimes. So it definitely helps. But $1,200 per hire. So Easy just money. a one and Big done. Money. Just a one and done. Uh, as Jesse said, uh, you know, all they got to do is complete orientation and you get paid your $1,200. bucks. Uh, prior to that, I, I think we had some sort of strings attached where, you know, you get a chunk uh, over time, another yeah. chunk later, right? So much after they complete orientation, then 30 days, and then a 60-day mark. So mm. it took 60 days to receive your full payment, which was a little bit more. Um, but again, we just said 1200 bucks every hire. Just keep them coming. Okay. 
And uh, on both sides of the business, both the over-the-road and dedicated side, uh, we're looking for we're looking for some good operators, right, guys? For sure. Yeah. I'd like to pitch uh, some. Uh, we 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 discussed it in our last uh, uh, podcast, but uh, we are opening up a high-value cargo division uh, that uh, we're getting up off the ground, and we'll be putting out some. Uh, I believe. Uh, Jesse and Bianca are working with a gentleman by the name of Mike Smith who's heading it up uh, to develop some uh, online training to get qualified to be able to all haul high value. A uh, lot of opportunities there, so if you're interested or know of someone that's interested, uh, please, please uh, refer them to your favorite recruiter. Anything to add to that, Chris? Um. No, we've got we've got openings uh, across the country. Uh, you know, we uh, we Brad, you and I shot a video last week, uh, just kind of explaining them. They really haven't changed since then. Uh, what I think it's a really slick feature. It's right on the app. It's on the main page of the app. You just click a button, uh, and it shows you uh, operating area, which ones are open, uh, and has a you just click the button and it calls uh, calls a dispatcher and account manager that can answer any questions. But uh, you know, Smithfield Midwest fleet's growing. Um, Looking for drivers on our Purdue fleet, running out of Kentucky, Tennessee. Um, the, that Smithfield Midwest, we're kind of run any state that touches Iowa, uh, is kind of the way I like to explain that one. Uh, and we've got a, we've got a Amic Foods uh, run out of Maryland, back to Minnesota. Uh, we need a few trucks for that. Um, some, some, some a few here or there, uh, the rest of our fleets. But uh, the best way that it's, it's we keep it up to date on a on a daily basis. The best way to see our openings and to get any questions answered is right on the app. And uh, even if you don't live in the area, uh, you, you might know someone who does, or you might want to move there eventually, or uh, maybe maybe something will make sense. So any 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 interest there at all, just give us a call. Great. Yeah. Well, I know we've been going uh, going here for a while. Um, yeah, not bad for not really having a plan of what we're going to do. <clears throat> I was like, gosh, what are we going to talk about two hours later? So we'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up and, and maybe, uh, I guess, Jesse, any uh, parting comments? Um, I wanted to talk, maybe we'll save it for tomorrow, but go over kind of the best of the best. And so for all of you who are receiving the best of the best awards for last year, you'll be receiving your box and your kit um, starting today and tomorrow. So they're all in the mail. You'll receive those, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Yeah, the best of the best. Great program. Uh, congratulations uh, to all of you award winners. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the best of the best program, you're newer to the Hirschbach and so forth, uh, we're going to spend some time tomorrow talking about that program in, in, in some detail and uh, how you can qualify and, and earn those awards. It's a, it's a great program, and uh, we usually have a, a, a blowout banquet every year, which uh, is really a lot of fun. I, I miss, uh, you know, that we can't do it this year due to COVID, but uh, I look forward to hopefully next year having a, a, an extra big blowout next year. Yeah, bigger and better. For sure. Yeah. So, Two wrapped in one. Yeah. Wrapped up in one. Just, just one other thing for the, 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 the yeah, so definitely on the best of the best. But, uh, for our drivers out there uh, that uh, may not be able to get to, to one of the terminals or uh, dedicated sites, there are a number of our, uh, a number of our uh, uh, customers that are providing uh, various meals and stuff on site. So uh, 
be on the lookout for that information. I just got a text from one of our senior drivers, and uh, she just said she had a great, uh, great experience at one of our customers. So it's good to know that our customers are supporting the drivers also. Absolutely. Chris, any uh, thoughts? Yeah, I just want to wrap up. Um, you know, I would say, you know, when you think about 2020, you know, there's a lot of words that come to mind when you want to describe it. But uncertainty is probably uh, near the top of the list uh, for me. And, uh, you know, we've we've dealt with a lot of situations this year that none of us have ever had to deal with. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys uh, out there on the road trusting us. You know, we're every decision we make is, is we're trying to do the right thing for everyone. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, riding riding this wave out with us um and uh, just trusting us during these uncertain times so thank thank you well and i'd like to have a big shout out to the driver's families for um, their tremendous support for all that the drivers do out there um covid especially but really all all the time i mean the amount of sacrifice that the, the drivers go through and as well as the families. And I know the families are going through kind of an extra, extra stressful time with possibly kids not being able to go to school and more, um, more involvement in the education. So um, shout out to all those spouses who are helping out, um, keeping everything safe and smooth at home. For sure. And uh, just the, uh wrap things up. Uh, again, thanks to uh, all of our amazing uh, operators here at Hearstback, our drivers. Um, we are very, very proud of, of all of you and appreciate everything that you do. Um, you know, Chris mentioned uncertain. Um, I don't have a crystal ball, uh, but, uh, you know, being around for whatever, 52 and a half years or so, you start to, you know, maybe see a pattern of things and so forth. And one of the things that I've learned uh, over life is, you know, things are generally uh, never as bad or as good as they seem. Or, you know, I mean, there's for sure there's, you know, things are going to, as bad as they seem, uh, you know, they'll, they will improve. Uh, this too will pass. And um, I am extremely, extremely optimistic about uh 2021. Um, you know, the way the business is shaping up from a demand standpoint, we've got uh, lots of opportunities. And uh, looking back in the past, we've had uh, two, two real exciting uh, spurts uh, over the last uh, several years. Uh, one was uh, <clears throat> basically 14 and 15, and the other one was 17 and 18. And um, <clears throat> I could feel in my gut that we're setting ourselves up uh, for another similar type of exciting time period here at Urshbach, uh, uh starting now, really, and, uh, in, and going into 2021. So uh, hang on for the ride. I think there's going to be a, a lot of tremendous opportunities for all of us here at Hirschbach. And again, thanks to, to all of you for everything you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye See now. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the What's Your Drive podcast. We'd sure appreciate it if you subscribe or shared the podcast with a friend. Leave us a review. And if you'd like to see more, stop by our website at whatsyourdrive-podcast.com. While you're there, leave us some feedback on the show and share your future topic ideas. Roll safe, everyone.